0: Log Talk Radio. Good morning. Welcome to You Are Okay. This is March. On a mountain, in a valley, I behold only God. In hardship, I see God by my side. In ease and well-being. I behold only God. Good morning. Welcome to URK. Okay. Okay, This is Mara. Please forgive me if I stumble a little today. It's been a while since I've done the show, even though I used to do it all the time. And then I fell into part of the time, and then I fell into some of the time, then I fell into very little of the time. I was motivated this week to fall into now by the absolute horror I feel at how people are treating each other, how people are forgetting our humanity, our common connection, how people are trying to say, this is the way things should be and you need to do it my way or you're wrong. Righteousness gets us in trouble. I think others might call it judgment because who is right and who is wrong? There's roughly... 330, 340 billion people, each one of those people has had a different life experience and each one of them defines right and wrong differently based on perhaps an infinitesimal second of an event. But each one, so what's going on right now around us as we deal with something that? in my opinion, comes from all that is, or God, by whatever name you call God. The COVID pandemic, it's igniting in people a sense that they're God. They're ignoring the idea that love conquers all. So what does love got to do with it? Everything. And today we're going to talk about asking ourselves the question of what would love do now? It's a challenge because I feel some of the same feelings. I think that's what upset me and caused me to come back here is I started wondering, whoa, where is this anger coming from? I'm not God either. I'm not God but I can tell you in just about every religious text, certainly in the evangelical lit religious text that I grew up hearing as a child in West Virginia and Ohio, certainly in the Koran, certainly in the teachings of Buddha, who it's really more of a philosophy than a religion, but still. Certainly in the modern messengers that we've had sent to us, Neil Donald Walsh in conversations with God, Wayne Dyer in his various materials, there's a common theme. There's a common theme for all of the messengers that we have been sent from the other side. And that common theme is love your enemies. See more in another than they are showing you. Stop deciding that only people who believe as you believe are worthy. That doesn't mean that you lay down and give in, but it does mean that you listen, that you listen to the words you choose to use. Are you using loving words? Are you using kind words? Are you using words that humiliate, words that pull down and break up and fracture? Are you building or are you destroying? These are questions that each of us need to ask ourselves on a regular basis. Are we building or are we destroying? There are so many angry people right now. It seems like no one can talk about anything without bringing up someone's political party. as though that's the most defining event or thing in their life, is how they think politics should operate, as opposed to perhaps the birth of a child. As opposed to sitting in church and being saved if you're Christian. As opposed to joining your mosque if you're Islamic. As opposed to dedicating your life to kindness, which we see around us in all walks of life. It's not something that any one political party has a handle on it. If I may give you an example. For a while I lived in Texas and I was the editor-in-chief. Such a fancy title. We get so caught up in fancy titles as though those make us better. But let me tell you straight up, none of us are better. We're all equal to each other, not better. And maybe in our striving to be better, we forget our equality. We forget our sameness. That's not to say that you're not unique in the gifts and the purpose that you brought to this planet, but it does mean that in coming with that purpose, your job is not to find followers. Your job is not to be more than. It is to be equal to. Your job is to keep your eye on the ball, and the ball is love. The ball is love. And your eye is to keep your eye on your words. People resist the idea that they could be important enough to be a part of God. But think about it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Do you use your words as though you're a part of God? I've been struggling with what to say today, and suddenly I feel. And so that may be part of our problem, is how we use our words. How seldom we ask, what would God do now? What would love do now? We intend to, to, as humans do, to make things right and wrong. One side is right, one side is wrong. And lately, it tends to be a judgment, as I said earlier, based on political party. So back to Texas. So when I was in Texas, I probably came to Texas from California. Yes, talk about the two uh, most, many people say, diametrically opposed states in the Union. I knew nothing about Texas. But this is what I know, that in working to get stories to write The Elegant Texan, I learned that Texas, Texans, treat each other with respect. Maybe not always. I'm not saying it's about prejudice. Prejudice, prejudgments. But you know what a prejudice is? Especially when you act on it. We all have them in our heads. But when you act on it, when you do something to prove you are right or you are better, it is not love. It fuels hate. So how could we write about the elegant Texan? Well, we did some research. And we learned, I learned that Dan Rather was from Texas. I didn't know that. He was from Houston. So I went to New York City and I talked to him. And he talked about World War II. We all tend to talk about our wars. For some of us, our first real on-the-ground war was 9-11. For others, it was the Vietnam conflict. For some, it was the Korean conflict. For Dan Rather, it was World War II. And he recalled being in church, and there being a hymn that captured his heart, and it was Safe Am I. Safe am I? And he was safe when he was in God's hands. And being in the hands of your higher power, whatever name you call that power, is opening yourself up to keeping people safe, to expressing love, to being kind, the Dalai Lama said, be kind whenever possible. It is always possible. But we forget. We forget. And in the forgetting, we allow unlove, hate, judgment to, dominating, to dominate our thinking. And pretty soon, we're angry. How could they think that? How could they say that? How could they do that? And pretty soon it's personalized. So instead of being 340 billion unique people with unique experiences and in unique attitudes, we become the most important person of all of those people. And how could someone not follow what you know to be right? but do we stop and listen? Do we read? Do we shout fake news instead of reading? Do we allow our beliefs to be challenged? Do we open ourselves up to being non-judgmental? Before the word tolerant became a bad word, are we tolerant? Are we tolerant to people who are different than us? Are we tolerant of others because we are all equal? Do we try to ensure that equality? Do we take care of those in need? And that, my friends, is what impressed me when I was in Texas. I can't speak to Texas today, but when I was in Texas, it was... The fact that people were treated equally for medical care. They were respected equally as valued members of a community. Not necessarily by every member of the community because there's always going to be those who challenge us to be our best selves. That's what life's about, in my opinion. It's about sometimes we're the teacher acting as the best self should and sometimes we are the student because someone else is telling us how our best self should act. How our best self would act in that situation. We've had great teachers but we ignore their words. We absolutely believe that we've got a handle on what is right. So you have to see the Bible exactly as I do, according to some. You have to view people in statuses exactly as I see them. And if you don't, I'm going to get power and I'm going to force you to. What's weird about that? I wanted to use the word incongruous, but that sounds so fancy. But what's weird about that is we are judging people inadequate, and we are going to force them to be adequate, and we justify that in the name of God. What's loving about that? What's kind about that? And why is that not exactly what you're challenging when you refuse to care about the impact of your behavior on other people, when you you refuse to have a scintilla of understanding my time in Mexico. And yesterday, as I was coming out of Walmart, there was this guy who wanted everyone to be a part of his conversation. So he was speaking at a really loud level in the parking lot. Now, in Mexico, you don't go into Walmart unless you have a face mask on, and they don't expect just the merchant to make sure that there's a guard at the entrances to the shopping center to make sure you're not entering the shopping center without a face mask on. And there are thermometers up to check your blood, excuse me, to check your temperature, excuse me, I'm losing my voice here, (laughs) to check your temperature. In Mexico, I stood in line for about two, three hours until I got two shots of Pfizer. But there's so many people who are not vaccinated here. So many people who have to work. There is no net to catch them if they don't go to work. Their families don't have food. They don't have anything unless they go to work. And there is a large entourage of tourists who feel that they're entitled to the help of the Mexicans and who also feel that they should not have to wear masks, even though that's the law. As you come off the airplane, there's a sign that says, Baja California, sir, requires you to wear a mask. So back to the Walmart shopping uh, parking lot. This man, who's not from Mexico, because he's talking in his loud, booming voice in English, is announcing to everyone that COVID is not real, that the statistics are dramatically overstated and that it's basically wrong in a country that he is a guest in to require that he wear a mask. How does he know if Mexico's stats are right or wrong? How does he know anything about Mexico? But what he has is what he believes is the way everyone should think. And he was announcing it in the parking lot at Walmart in English as he walked to his car. I understand that when we're going to die is a bargain between us and God. Believe me, I don't walk away from that line. I've got that. But Don't we have a role to make sure that it's exactly, precisely the right time? Putting a bullet in a gun when we decide that everyone should take their chances on us, especially as we travel to a foreign country that has a fairly low Vaccine rate. Is that what love would do? Are those men, is that man's words the word of God? Is that man God? We all get to define that in our own minds. But it marked me. And it caused me to know that my decision To talk about love today was something I needed to do. I wrote down just a few more words about love. I think that I backed away from the program, which I started years and years ago in Sacramento, because I thought there was nothing new to say. But I realize now, maybe, we need to just keep re-saying over and over again. What would love do now. What would love do now? We feel in ourselves the anger, the moments when we have lost track of that question. There are people who can bounce in the snap of a finger from hugging their grandchild with pure adoration and love. To shooting a gun at another person who doesn't agree with them wait a minute I thought it was between that person and God when they died not that person and you so the very same people who want to treat their malevolent behavior as okay, refuse to allow others to have differing opinions and want to impose those opinions on them, refuse to accept responsibility for their choices and have made themselves God without ordination simply because they say so. I recognize this is probably not a popular topic, but I would invite you all today as you're going about feeling the anger that rises inside of you. And it rises inside of me too. Asking yourself, what would love do now? I answered that question on Friday by scheduling this show. Not because I'm superior, but because I'm equal. Not because I want to be superior, but I want to remain equal. We're all entitled. I'm going to... We're all entitled to equality. Excuse me, I didn't finish that sentence. So what has love got to do with it? It has everything to do with it. And I'm going to spend a moment doing a meditation with all of you. Some of you don't believe in meditation. Some of you call meditation prayer. I call it prayer. And I'm going to talk to you about how I do it, which is a little bit different, because I don't start at the top of my head. I start at my feet. And then I'm going to give you a few minutes to meditate on love, on loving your enemies. That doesn't mean some capsulized, familial love. It means respecting the humanity of everyone, looking at your words to see if they ignite and inflame or cool down and calm. So let's begin, please. Breathing through the soles of your feet. Why do I start there? Because that helps you learn to do a long breath. I don't expect you as we go through this process to clear your mind of everything. But if you can, good for you. Because when your mind is clear is when you are most receptive to the voice of God within you. You have your own transmitter Speaking to you, guiding you, influencing you, reminding you, and most of all valuing you. No matter what you've done before this show, you are enough to do what needs to be done to show love. You are enough. You are valuable. So pulling your breath up through the soles of your feet as though your nose is there. I want you to feel the breath coming up your calves, up your thighs, and crossing over to the base chakra. Now, a lot of people think that you need to focus on the breath. That sometimes causes people to hold their breath. You don't need to hold your breath. Think of it as singing a song and sipping in breaths as you move into the base chakra, the zone of fear. It comes from earth, not from heaven. Everyone is equal in God's eyes. Everyone came from heaven and everyone is going home to heaven. So take your fears and release them back into the earth from whence they came. It's no accident that when a baby's born, the baby cries. They've left the presence of all that is, of peace, of tranquility, and come to the chaos of this planet where there is incessant judging and classifying from the time you can move. My family was poor white trash. I was poor white trash. I was never going to amount to anything. I was smart but too smart. I was weird. I amounted. I came to a place where I recognized my equality. So drive your fear back into the earth from which it came. And now pull a fearless breath up into the zone just below your belly button that's called the sacral chakra. The zone of creativity area where you can create who you want to be, who you are. You can reignite and recognize yourself. Resting there a moment, pull your fearless, creative up into the solar plexus, the area above Your navel, actually your navel starts at the sacral bone. So from just below your navel up to your heart. The solar plexus. The zone of healing. Let's give ourselves permission to heal from all of the tumult that we are seeing from all of the negativity and anger and painful words and judging that's going on. From all that has gone on since we were born till now, let us feel the yellow light of healing coursing through our bodies as we infuse our solar plexus with creative, fearless, creative breath refreshing, fearless, creative breath. And as you're doing this, I am enough to heal. I am enough to heal. Now pull your fearless, creative, healing breath up to your heart. All those life experiences, all that you're seeing going on around you now and all you've seen your whole life has fractured your heart, making it possible for hate to come in. Feel your heart begin to heal with the fearless, creative, healing breath that you just took. Feel a spire of love come from your heart and feel it circling the earth, recognizing the equality of all others to you and your equality to them. Oh, I can feel the fear. It's almost oppressive. There may be one person listening or there may be 20 but I can feel that fear. Let's release that fear. Let's release that pain. Let's embrace love. Now pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving breath up to your throat, the throat chakra. I have to tell you, folks, that's the home of words. How much pain do we cause with words that we think of in two seconds? And the pain lasts for years and years and years. And it comes back up and it pops back up in our, our minds.
1: I was a trial
0: lawyer, and I can tell you I still feel I still remember things and think, I wish I would have said this. I wish I would have said that. We have to accept things as they are and forgive ourselves for not being perfect. We're part of a whole, a perfect whole. But we are not perfect. We're just regular human beings who sometimes say the wrong things, who sometimes say things that we shouldn't say. And so sitting here today, I want to invite you as you're in your throat chakra to envision in your mind a place that you consider beautiful and peaceful, where you would like to go if you could as often as possible. And now in that place, invite those people that you've hurt with your words to come to you and forgive yourself and ask them to forgive you. As they line up, at the end, we'll have the people who have hurt you with their words there to ask for your forgiveness. I consider the throat chakra, the zone of forgiveness. I'm going to let you be there forgiving and being forgiven. And I'm going to play Open Your Heart by Catherine Toyama. Continue to breathe in and breathe out as the last persons are coming toward you asking for your forgiveness and you are forgiving. healing, loving, forgiving energy up to the third eye, we will listen to the dawn, and we will talk about manifestation. The third eye is the zone of manifestation, the zone Where you can manifest who you are going to be today and tomorrow and when you step away from that vision of yourself you can come back you can always come back you are never too far away never you can always come back and be loved Be kindness. Be your best self. Seeing more in others than they show you. You can always let go of your desire to control how others think and feel. And instead, listen to them and allow them. The same rights that you want for yourself, the same freedom to believe as you believe. Allow them to be equal to you without your needing to be above them. Spend one minute thinking about who that will be for you today. Isn't it amazing how long one minute is? It's huge. It's a lot of time to be still and just think about who you want to be. Now, pull your fearless, creative, healing, loving, forgiving, manifesting breath up to the top of your head, your crown chakra, and lift the top off as though it is a baseball cap, and allow your breath to bond with the breath of God, and know that God is that close to you. God is with you always. You need simply invite God in now breathing out let go of any negative energy that surrounds you and remember that you are uniquely created you are divinely inspired you are enough May love enfold you the rest of today and may you remember always that you are loved, that you are equal and that you can be kind. I ask this in the name of all that is. Namaste until next time. I'm thinking next week. Peace be with you.